I hope you're experiencing in your home or your place of business or wherever you are now what we're experiencing right here. The presence of the Lord is very real right here in this house today. And we're so glad that you've joined us. Open your heart to the Lord. Open your heart to Him right where you are, right now. Open your heart. He's knocking at the door of somebody's heart right now. He's knocking at the door of somebody's heart right now. All you got to do is open the door. He knows how to do the rest. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we pray for every mom in the audience today. Oh, where, where would we be? Where would we be? If we were not for the prayers of our mothers. Where would we be if it were not for all the times that she wept before the Lord and cried out to God for us? We bless every mom. In the name of Jesus, we bless every mom. Every mom. Receive the blessing of the Lord. Some things we just have to receive. Some things we just have to receive. Receive it right now. Some of you moms have been praying for many years. And you still haven't seen that boy or girl come in. I want to tell you, God will not fail. God will not fail. God cannot fail. He is here. He is here. Hallelujah. Wow. What a wonderful, wonderful time we've had here so far and there's plenty more to come thank you for those of you in the audience that have been contributing thank you so much for your contributions some of you give over the internet there are three ways that you can give and they will be on the screen but we just want to say that we appreciate so much you're standing with us the bills keep coming in just like we were having full body of people in the church and we couldn't make it except for the giving the willing giving of all of our friends in the audience today let's just um, pray together Father I thank you that on this Mother's Day we can come to your throne and ask that you would Pour your blessing, pour your blessing on every one of the moms today, Father. I pray, Father, that those who have given up on praying for their children, I pray that today, when this broadcast is done, I pray that they would find a place to cry before the Lord. We ask you, Father that you would give an assurance that you have heard their prayer and seen their tears. Thank you, Lord. You're a great and mighty God. Father, we pray for your blessing on the rest of this meeting, on the Word of God that our pastor will deliver. I pray that our hearts would be open, Lord. Let there be good ground in our heart, Lord, to receive the seed of the Word of God. Let it be true today, Father. Speak to us, Lord, in a way that we will know that it's as though you see only us. You do see many others. But let it be so clear to us, the message, that it will be as though there's just you and me, you and the moms. We honor you, Lord. We honor you, Lord. You're our God. You're our Savior. You're our Lord and our soon-coming King. Father, we pray that this virus would be broken off of our nation and off of this world, Father. Father, it's a simple thing to you. We pray for deliverance for our nation. We pray that these many workers that have lost their jobs 
will be soon back on the job again. Many of your people have tithed and given, Lord. And now we need you to open the windows of heaven and pour us out a blessing that there will not be room to enough to receive it. In the name of Jesus, we bless you, Lord. Pastor Ross, we welcome you to the pulpit. God bless you, sir. Hallelujah. 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 Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Would you give God a hand this morning? Hallelujah. Woo! Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day again to every one of you awesome moms out there. Ah, it is a good day. It's a good day. It's a good day to be living. It's a good day to be worshiping. It's a good day to be giving God glory. We thank God for you. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. 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 At the end of, of the message, if we have the time, I would like the worship team to end our broadcast with uh, victory. I see victory. Uh, <clears throat> but there is a word for mamas this morning. There is a word for you. If you are, have landed on the, the site, the, the streaming platform of this broadcast, God, I believe, sent you there. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I'm not going to waste any more time as if we, uh, we could ever waste time in God's presence. I'm not going to take up any more time. Uh, glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, whew, we thank you today for the awesome, wonderful God that you are. You are our everlasting Father, our Prince of Peace, our mighty God, our Abba, Father. We thank you for being so good to us. Oh, we don't have words enough to give you the kind of glory that is due your name. But with everything that we have, we lift our hands before you. We lift our hands before you. If you're at home right now, would you lift your hands with me and say, Father, feed me. Feed me, Papa, feed me. Feed me. Go ahead, tell him. Feed me. Feed me. I'm not looking at another pasture. I'm not looking at another shepherd. I'm not desiring other kinds of food. You know what's good for me. Feed me this morning. Father, let every word that comes out of my mouth be directed by you. Let my finite self be used as your oracle your ambassador, your herald, to speak the word of God and touch every man, woman, boy, girl, mother, grandmother out there. Let your word fatten your sheep in Jesus' name. Amen. Whoa. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Whoo! God is so good. I said God is so good. God is so good. 
Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. If you can, uh, would you turn with me to Genesis 16? We will read the first 16 verses. I will go through them very quickly. Uh, As a matter of fact, uh, can I have um, my Bible? Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you so much, Abby. Genesis chapter 16, starting from verses 1. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children, and she had an Egyptian maidservant whose name was Hagar. And Sarai said to Abram, See now, the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. Please go in to my maid, and perhaps I shall obtain children by her. And Abram heeded the voice of Sarai. Then Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, and gave her to her husband, Abram, to be his wife. After Abram had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan, so he went into Hagar and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress became despised in her eyes. Then Sarai said to Abram, My wrong be upon you. I gave my maid into your embrace. And when she saw that she had conceived, I became despised in her eyes. The Lord judged between you and me. So Abram said to Sarai, Indeed, your maid is in your hand. Do to her as you please. And when Sarai dealt harshly with her, she fled from her presence. Now the angel of the Lord found her, that's Hagar, by a spring of water in the wilderness by the spring on the way to Shur. To Shur. And he said, Hagar, Sarai's maid, where have you come from and where are you going? She said, I am fleeing from the presence of my mistress, Sarai. The angel of the Lord said to her, return or stop and turn back. Go to your mistress and submit yourself under her hand. I want you to see those words very carefully. They're well chosen. Go back and submit yourself under her hand. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, I will multiply your descendants exceedingly so that they shall not be counted for multitude. And the angel of the Lord said to her, Behold, you are with child and you shall bear a son. You shall call his name Ishmael because of the Lord, because the Lord had heard your affliction. He shall be a wild man. His hand shall be against every man, likes to fight, (laughs) and every man's hand against him. And he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. Then she called the Lord, the name of the Lord, who spoke to her. You are the God who sees. For she said, have I also here seen him who sees me? You read that again. Then she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees. For she said, have I also seen him who sees me? 14, 15, and 16. Therefore, the well was called Ber Lahai Reo 
Observe, it is between Kadesh and Beer uh, Red. So Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram named his son, whom Hagar bore Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore him Ishmael to Abram. God's word is blessed. This word is specifically to the mamas out there. And I believe God has given it for you. There will not be a lot of shouting, but a call to mothers today, especially the mothers who already know God as their God. Especially the mothers who understand that there is no other way but the God way. That there is no way to have success in your life except through and with God. For that reason, I want to call my topic today, You Were Built for This Mama, So Endure. You were built for this mother, so endure. Let me say that again. You were built for this mother, so endure. Today, on Mother's Day 2020, I stand not only to celebrate your Herculean jobs as mothers, but also to publicly identify you again as angels in disguise. Many of you have performed under duress your job of motherhood, having to watch and pray as disobedient children, stubborn spouses, or even best friends, employees and bosses have managed to muddle things up around you while pushing aside your spiritual, emotional intuition against your better judgment. I coiled that phrase, spiritual, emotional intuition, on my own because I tried to find a phrase that would describe the feeling that mothers and wives get when you, there is no fact to go on. How many of you have ever spoken to your mama about something or in your younger days introduced a, a potential spouse or someone that you were dating or, or considering dating to and everything according to your evaluation made the box. You were able to check the box. They've come from a good family. They're, they're pursuing education. They've got a good job. And, and you went down your personal box and, and everything looked right. And you take them to mama. Everybody else in the family is kind of happy, doesn't have much to say. But when the person is gone, mama looks at you and said, I can't put my finger on it, but something is off with him. Or I can't put my finger on it, daughter, son, but I feel something different that I don't like about her. There is no explanation as to how our mothers got these feelings, and nine out of ten times, there were right. I have no way of this, the figuring out how that happened except it was something given to them by God. And I have coined the phrase, especially for Christian mothers, they have been given by God spiritual, emotional intuition. They just kind of look at stuff, they get a feeling, and, 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 and it's right most of the times. It's happened to me when I have, remember going into business or attempting to or considering to, and everything was right. Everything was right. The financials of all the business partners, the, 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 the general attitude, the, 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 the connections, everything seems to be right. We went out to dinner uh, with my potential partners, myself, my wife, their wives, 
their spouses, and we were eating dinner, had a wonderful time. We get back home, and I am excited. I said, "Woo! I think we've got this thing locked up. Everyone looks like they're in agreement. All the finances seem to be in shape. And she said, everything looks right, but I have a feeling that I don't like. I must say, if I had listened to that feeling, it would have saved me about $40,000. But I learned from it. You don't lose your family's money in that amount too many times before you either learn the lesson or they just kick you out. (laughs) Thank God I learned that lesson. But we call it spiritual emotional intuition and yet you're here, mother. They've rejected, they've pushed back when you've spoken There are many things that you could have gotten that your family or your husband or your son or your daughter could have been in a better place if they had only listened. But you're still here. You've made it by the grace of God. Some of the battles are still raging. But truth be told, you have also seen some big victories You held on to God and his word. Oh, Lord Jesus. And waited in supplication like Job. Till change came. And for that, we celebrate you this morning. For that, we celebrate you. For holding on. For not going anywhere, many of you. For not abandoning ship for not fussing too much, for not throwing your hands up and just walking away. We celebrate you. You cannot be replaced, Mama. It is quite common in the church to hear great sermons and hot preaching points from interaction with Abram's story, later changed to Abraham by God. He was moved from high father, Abram, to father of multitude or father of many nations, Abraham. He moved from these two places as God led him, but not just him. Yes. We've also heard about his wife, Sarai, later changed to Sarah. God changed her name from quarrelsome to princess. And I understand to be married and long for a child. I I could see that creating a general attitude of disdain and and quarrelsomeness because the thing you've wanted the most in your life you can't have. But God changed that too. God changed her name from quarrelsome to princess. This was the couple that God addressed in Genesis 15, 1 through 5, when he made this promise between the three of them. God Abram and Sarai, verses 1 through 5, said, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid. I am your shield, your exceeding great reward. But Abram said, Lord, what will you do, or what will you give me, seeing I go childless? And the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus, not the servant. Then Abram said, look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born of my own house, my own heir. 
And behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, this one shall not be your ear, but one who will come from your own body shall be your ear. Then he brought him outside and said, look now towards the heaven and count the stars. If you are able to number them, and he said to him, so shall your descendants be. You couldn't have a clearer promise from the almighty God. You could not have a more defined, intentive promise coming from God. I will multiply you. I will give you more in descendants than you ever thought you could. I will take you and your barrenness with your wife, Sarai, and out of that, I will supernaturally create nations. But then in Genesis 16, 1 through 16, we read something different. We are now introduced to Hagar, the Egyptian slave and maidservant of Abram and Sarai. Her name means forsaken stranger, who also became the wife of Abram. I want you to take really good notes at the fact that she didn't have much to say about anything, especially not becoming Abram's wife. And furthermore, carrying a child she never asked for. And though her status changed, she was still secondary to Sarah. As a mother, how many times have you said, I didn't ask for this? You felt like you just got dragged into everything. Whether it was a baby out of wedlock, an engagement at a young age, at which the offer was pulled back, whether it was the loss of a job or the loss of a spouse, suddenly, when you think things were going good, or it was that child that you have nurtured for 18 years, or 19, or 20 years, or even 15 or 16, to suddenly see them walk down the wrong path, start using drugs, start sleeping around and behaving immorally. And all you can do is cry out and say, please listen, I have spiritual, emotional intuition. I know God gave it to me. Stop! And it has been to no avail. You've probably wanted to run away many times if you were a mother. You're listening to me and the pressure. You've stood by your man when, when you, he j lost his job. You doubled down and got you a job when your only wish in life was to be a good mother. You have spread yourself thin trying to plug holes. And now, like Hagar, when you have been dragged into all the troubles of life, most of it, a lot of it, through no wish of your own, no plan of your own, it just happened that you were mama, you were wife, and you were pulled into it. And then, like Hagar, once you got that baby that God 
already told Abram and Sarai, don't fiddle with my promise. Don't try to fix what I have said to you. I have made a promise. I am God alone. And when I swear, I don't need another person to swear by. I swear by my own name that I'm going to bless you. I swear by my own name that I will multiply you. And still, they get together and talk and couldn't understand how God, the Almighty, the greatest that ever has been in the universe, the everlasting Father and King of Kings, could pull off giving her own body a child. Let me tell you, when God makes a promise, he keeps his word. I don't care how impossible it looks to you. And for that reason, and that reason alone, I am here to say again, like I said in the beginning, you were built for this, mama, so endure. I'm asking you to hold on and not give up. I'm asking you to hold on and not give up. Second Timothy 2, 3, and 4 says, You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. You were built for this, mama. Whatever you're going through, whatever your life has been to this point, God has directed me to look you in the eye and say, you were built for this. He has got you in his hand. Can I add a point here that it doesn't matter if you endure the hardship like a good soldier or you engage entanglements. The pressure is the same. A good soldier, a good soldier will endure the hardship knowing that God is his very present help. The bad soldier will indulge the entanglements of the world, thinking that by doing so, he shifts the weight and he doesn't have to endure. But the problem is that the weight is the same whether you trust God or not. It will either be entanglement to you or endurance to you. It will either be God helping you or the adversary whipping your behind. Either way, the weight stands. It's how you respond to it. Once Hagar became pregnant with Abraham's child, a rift developed between her and Sarah. After receiving mistreatment from Sarah, chapter 16 says to us that Hagar fled towards her homeland. I wonder about the million thoughts that went through her mind when God met her and said to her, don't run away. You've been, you've been a, a handmaiden and slave for most of your young life. Your master, your mistress decides of her own volition and accord to marry you off to her husband, which was allowed in that time. It is not allowed anymore. Hear me clearly. It is not allowed anymore. Thank God. And then you have a baby. And I'm sure 
after being deprived of so many things in your own life and being sold into slavery yourself, I could understand why, why you got a little puffy and you got a little big-headed when all of a sudden you realized that you had potential. You had value that was not given to you before. And you got a little uppity with Miss Sarah. But you did not have the power. You have the position, but you did not have the power. Sarah had the power. And she wheeled that power and said, I ain't going to have nobody come into my house and treat me like the secondary person. Isn't that something? That Sarah and Abram disobey God, try to figure it out on their own, has you pregnant, whether you want to or not, marries you off, whether you want to or not. And now, she's mad because you're happy. And she pushes you out. Pushes you out by how she treated you. There's a mother out there right now that you are being asked to endure by God when everything that you have gone through, everyone that sees it says, you have to be crazy to stand here. That all your friends have said to you behind closed doors, girl, I ain't doing none of that. That somebody that you trust has said to you, I let no man treat me like that. And they did not understand that you trust God more than you trust them. Now I'm not saying to indulge in foolishness. I'm saying that society is pushing mothers today and wives today to be engaged in the act of running away faster than it has ever been in humanity. That everything needs to be like fast food. If the problem isn't fixed quickly, I'm leaving. If things don't turn around quickly, I'm leaving. If you don't straighten up quickly, I'm leaving. And God told Hagar, I don't want you running away from this one. I'm here to tell you that I don't know whether you should run or not in the situation that you're in. I am not God. But what I can tell you is if you seek him, if you speak to him, if you create a place of secret where you and God can communicate every day, he's going to tell you when to stand still and when to walk away. Just don't do it on your own. Hagar met God on the way out as she's running away from her, her situation. She's tired of enduring. You're a mother out there and you are tired of enduring. You are tired of the lack of finances. You are tired of raising a home with no father. You are tired of being a, a husband and a wife. You are tired of working two jobs and trying to make things work. You are tired of just being in overdrive all the time. God says, I will strengthen you if you trust me. I will strengthen you if you trust me. I will strengthen you if you trust me. Whew. You know what I've got to say? Hagar fled towards her homeland and I wonder, as I said before, how many millions of thoughts were going through her mind, flying through her thoughts as she was running away. And then God meets with her and says, stop. Don't run away, go back. You know, I know something about you that you don't know about yourself. Oh, Lord Jesus. If you are listening to me, I want to say this again. 
God is saying to you, if you have never trusted him like you should as a mother, if you have never really put all of your eggs into the God basket and let his son Jesus Christ walk you through your issue, walk you through your pain, walk you through the things that are pulling at you. I want to remind you of one thing. God, God knows everything about you that you don't know about yourself. Thank you, Jesus. I need to break right there. There's a mother sitting on a sofa somewhere. You're sitting, you're sitting by yourself listening to me. And I want you to hear this. And you need to put your hands in the ear and just talk to him. He's right there with you. God knows everything about you that you don't know about yourself. And you know what he's saying to you this morning? Honey, I built you for this. You were created for this. This will not break you if you trust me. This will not destroy you if you trust me. This will not demolish you if you trust me. This, not, this will not be your demise if you trust me. Tell him, I trust you, Lord. I trust you, Lord. I trust you, Lord. It may look like... You're in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. Or you may, may look like you're in the wrong place at the worst time. But God promised her it looked like Hagar was in the wrong place at the worst time possible. Why she got to be there, right there as a slave servant, when somebody is questioning what God said? And their next move is to disobey God by using you. Oh, God. There's a mom out there that's angry. There's a mom out there that is disgusted. And I don't know why God has got me preaching this message to you to tell you this morning that you were built for this. Endure. I said you were built for this, endure. I said you were built for this, endure. You were built for this, endure. The way you build endurance is to cry out to God. Psalmist said, God is my refuge and my strength. An ever-present help in times of trouble. He's making the same Challenge to you. David said, Psalms 37, I was young, man. I've seen everything I could see. Now I'm old. And I can tell you for a fact, I've never seen righteous folks forsaken. Nor their seed begging for bread. You got to hold on to that, my dear. You got to hold on to that. God promised her that if she went back and submitted, we read all of this in, in chapter 16. God said, go back and submit under the hand of your master or your mistress. I'm so happy that we have the example of Hagar willing to hear God and obey. Because some of the stuff that you are facing as a mama and that you have faced, you need somebody that actually lived this thing, that actually walked through this thing, that actually been through something to speak to you. There are many Christian mothers, on the other hand, that have been through much of what Hagar went through. And for some reason, whether it's the church that you go to, whether it's how the preacher preaches, whether it's what your family says, everybody is trying to shut you down. Don't talk about that. We done passed that time. You don't need to go back to when things were that bad. You don't need to talk about when your life was all tore up. 
Now things are better, but I am telling you this morning, there is a generation of young women coming up that don't understand that endurance is a part of their fate. They need you. They need you, Christian mama, who has been through the mill and held on like Job until change came. And I don't care what the world or what your family or what the church or what another pastor is saying. I am telling you the word of God supports that you be an example to them. And if push comes to shove, tell them some of what you went through. Let them see how you got over. The song says, how I got over, how I got over. My soul stands in wonder how I got over. Whoo! Hagar heard she listened. God said, go back and submit. And she did. But I also thank God that that's not all she did. That's not all she did. She went back. She submitted. She did not submit poutingly. The Bible doesn't say she submitted with an attitude. She might have left with an attitude. But the Bible doesn't tell us that she came back. Given her mistress a attitude, she just came back and submitted. Oh, my God. Hagar and her son Ishmael, when he was born, went away. They were sent out the second time. Said, you know what? Ishmael is about 14 now. Sarah is now getting her, her baby that God promised. And so it wasn't the practicality of two, two wives in the same place with their kids. I believe was probably a little too much for Brother Abraham at that point. You can't have two, two head honchos in the same house. Somebody had to go. And eventually she had to go. But not in the way she went the first time. And as she left, she went to a brook. God meets her and speaks to her about what her son was wishing. We need water. We need a place to be. God came back and spoke to her and said, I got your back. I got your back. Said, God is faithful. And he showed her a well. Genesis 21. You write that down and go back. You can read Genesis 21 between uh, verses 13 and 21. And it tells us God was with the boy, her son, Ishmael. And he grew up and lived in the desert and became an archer. And out of him a great nation came. Hagar thought she would get to escape her misery. But God called her to return to it. She obeyed and he blessed her and her son just as he promised. God does not make promises with water in his mouth like my grandma used to say. He doesn't talk with his mouth full. He speaks succinctly. He makes a promise. He tells you what he's going to do. And it may take longer than you thought it would. It may come at a time when you did not expect it. It may not come when you, when you thought you needed it. But it's going to be on time. Because God is always looking for a fate opportunity to turn your misery into a miracle. If you were there, mom, this is serious talk. I don't care what your misery has been. I don't care what your misery has been. I don't care what your misery has been. I am saying to you this afternoon that God has all intentions to keep his promise. If you will just turn back and submit. You may not have been the best mom in the world, but you're still alive. Turn back and submit. Not just to a husband or 
or, or kids. No, 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 no. I'm talking about to God now. Submit in a way that you've never submitted before. And say, God, you made promises that I'm going to hold you to. I'm going to hold on to you like a, 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 a piece of rope in a dung flowing river that a drunking man caught onto. And I am not letting you go until you bless me. I'm not letting you go until you keep your word to me. I'm not letting you go until you fulfill your promises in my life. I am not letting you go until things change. I'm not going to let you go until everything that you promised me is fulfilled. Can I give you two applications to close with? Application number one. Don't wait in worry. God asked you to endure. Hagar did not come back and, and endure in severe worry. You cannot worry when you're trusting God. You gotta, I said this to one of the, the, the awesome moms in our church recently. Asking me about how should I, should I, how should I decide what should I do when my child has not been listening? My child has just decided to do their own thing and I could see it a mile away. There's a crash coming, Pastor. I said, let us pray and fast. Is your child grown? Yes, Pastor. Can they run their own house? Yes, Pastor. Do they make their own money? Yes, Pastor. Well, only God can help them avoid the crash. I know it's painful. Only God could help them avoid the crash. So let's pray. So the application is don't worry. Do not wait in worry. Wait in worship. Do not wait in worry. Wait in worship. Do not wait in worry. Wait in worship. Isaiah 40, 30 and 31. Isaiah 40, 30 and 31 says, Even youth or young men may faint and grow weary, and young men may stumble and fall. Oh boy. But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. That's the God that I'm trusting this morning. That is the God that I'm inviting you to trust. A God that says, if you wait on me in worship, if you wait on me in worship, if you wait on me with your hands lifted up, if you wait on me with your knees on the ground saying, Father, I've endured. And now you said, wait some more. I'm taking option two. I am not going to worry. I'm going to worship. Mama, there's a breakthrough coming. The, the, the pandemic has striked everyone across the board. Worship is your blood paint. Worship before God is you taking that, that blood of the, 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 the lamb that Israel was spoken, was, was com, uh, commanded to put around the doorposts and the window sills of their home. And said, if you do this, when the death angel comes by and starts to strike death on everything that's Egyptian, it's going to pass over you. I want to encourage you this morning to worship. Don't worry. Worship. It's going to be hard, but do it anyway. It's difficult, but do it anyway. It feels impossible, but do it anyway. 
I'm telling you, at some point you will feel the weight lifted. Holy Spirit will come and he will help you with your infirmity. He will help you with the weight. He will balance things out and he will bring you into a fruitful place. He will. He will. Application number two. Endure with patience. Endure with patience. Endure with patience. Endure with patience. You cannot stand as a soldier that endures hardship and at the same time be jumpy. There is nothing worse than going into battle being in a position that is secured, waiting for the ad adversary to show their head, Brother Alfredo, and the guy next to you gets jumpy after an hour and starts moving around, creating a wave, disturbing the peace, because he just can't wait patiently. If you can't wait patiently as a mama for God to move in your situation, People will die just like in a war. If you can't wait patiently, people will die. Psalms 40, 1 and 2 says, I waited patiently for the Lord. This is a promise now. This is a promise. If you're looking for a promise from God, I got one for you. I waited patiently for God. He turned to me and heard my cry. When I waited patiently, when I waited patiently, when I drew a line in the sand and I said, come hell or high water, I am not giving up. I am not giving in. I will not be denied. I will not give up. I will not let go until change comes. God is saying to you, I will turn and hear your cry. He said, he lifted me up from the pit of despair. Out of the miry clay, he set my feet upon the rock and made my footsteps firm. All because I made a decision to wait Patiently, I know I'm asking you to do tough things this, mo this morning, mother. I know. Can I tell you, patience is an attitude. Worship is an action. You got to have those two. Patience is the attitude. I'm not, sh I'm not shifty. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not jumpy. I will not allow the adversary to make me shifty or jumpy. I'm patient. I'm standing solid. I'm standing quiet. And I'm gonna, I am going to pull out my big gun. And here it is. Lord, I worship you. Lord, I praise you. Lord, you got my life in your hand. Lord, you got my finances in your hand. Lord, you got my kids in your hand. Lord, you got my husband or my wife in your hand. Lord, you've got everything in your hand. And I'm trusting you to be my bulwark. I'm trusting you to be my banner. I'm trusting you to be El Elyon, the mighty one in my life. Dear mama, you were made for this. 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 Bow your heads with me. This worship team comes back up. Whew. Oh, Lord, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that even though Hagar was supposed to be on the background of the story, because she was willing to endure, to turn back and go into the fire when she was already out, apparently. And she heard you and listened and obeyed.
and submitted herself in an impossible situation. She came out on the other side with blessings that are still in place now among the people of Arab descent, oh God. Father, touch the person that needs you right now. They need you. There's a mama that is at her wit's end. She needs, she needs the victory. Even if it doesn't come right now, she needs to see it. She needs to feel it. Holy Spirit, I release you. I release your power. I release your glory. I release your anointing to touch that mother that needs hope. In the name of Jesus, we see victory.